Veterans with Benefits is brought to you by VetShu, the newest product from the Wuhan Cooperative to treat men with ED. Let's face it, fellas, ED happens to the best of us. You could talk to a licensed physician over the phone or online on the interwebs. No more awkward in-person doctor visits telling a complete stranger your dick isn't working. It ships direct to your house in a complete, non-discreet box. When your neighbors see this box, they're going to know what's inside. There's a giant penis on the front of it surfing down a volcano. Your ED problems are going to be a thing of the past. So go to VetChew.org. Veterans with Benefits listeners using code VWB at checkout will get 7% off their order. VWB is also brought to you by Guidolinos, the first cereal made for Italians. It comes in three delicious flavors, cannoli, biscotti, and lasagna. And every box comes with a special prize, a gold chain and an anger issue. This cereal is so good you're going to want to put on a velvet jumpsuit and whack your neighbor. So go to guidolinos.org for box options and delivery fees. Guidolinos, hey, you're eating here. And now for a special VWB PSA. If you or anyone you know is struggling with depression, anxiety, or addiction, help is as easy as a phone call. Don't be an asshole and think, hey, it's not my problem. Be a bro. Reach out. I know some of you might be thinking, Roll, you're the man. How do you know about addiction? Motherfucker, please. Those psychos at Oreos come out with a new flavor every week. I know the struggle. But for real, check out the website, VeteranCrisisLine.net, or call 1-800-273-8255. Thanks, and enjoy the show. And now, for the man to which I would never exist without, the host of Veterans with Benefits, my dad, and your favorite veteran, Rolls Burbeck. Line. Who that was online? Just us two? Yeah, yeah, it's just me and you. Oh, okay. I was wondering when you were sending me the email, because I was like, I was waiting for the email when you when you told me about it earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how's it going, dude? Uh, going good out here with the family, me, the wife, and the little kid. First birthday, so we out at I the asked. pool. I saw that on Facebook, man. She's cute. Oh, she's beyond cute. She's amazing. <laughs> the little diva. You hear that? You hear that talking? Say what up, Spurback. <laughs> How you been, man? Good, good, good. How's life? I'm good, man. Just working and shit. Glad to be in out of the military. Uh, where you working at? I work at the post office. All right. Got the hookup? Yep. <laughs> What's the hookup on? <laughs> <laughs> so so you dude for the for the longest time, I thought you were still in Virginia. Man, I've been everywhere, man. Uh, now nah, I'm in Florida right now. So I was in Virginia for like, what, 10 years? And then, you know, I went to school and then I commissioned. So, so are, you, are you still in the guard? No, nah, I'm active duty. Oh, you're on that bullshit. Yes. Yeah. If that's what you want to call it. <laughs> so I commissioned. So once I commissioned, that's when I, I came over to uh, active duty. Yeah, I mean, the last time I think we saw each other, you were trying to do um, what? Sports therapy? Oh, it's being uh, going to school physical therapy. Physical therapy. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So now I'm a physical therapist in the military. Oh hell yeah, dude! That's awesome. Let's see. I'm I'm kind of on that bullshit. Yeah. So uh, when did you join the military? What year did you join? Man, ninety seven. God 
Dang. Yeah, that's back when uh was the Pistons good then? The Pistons might have been good back then. No, not ninety seven. No, no, I'm thinking. I'm, no, ninety seven, ninety eight. I think that we had the uh, we had Rasheed, Rasheed Wallace in them, right? Yeah, but yeah, yeah I yeah. mean, we ain't had. Like, it wasn't the bad boy Pistons, but it was the Pistons. Yeah, yeah, you true, you true. We was decent. Yeah. So, um, okay, so you originally joined the guard, right? Like when you first came in. No, when I first came in, I was active duty. I was enlisted. Uh, ninety seven. I came in and. Uh, I was active duty for like six and a half years, and then that's when I crossed over to the guard. Yeah, that's yeah, because that's the only way I knew you was through the guard. Yeah, yeah. When I when I was up there with y'all doing nothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yo, so walk me through boot camp because everybody that's in right now, Eric looks like Captain America as a black dude. He. Like so, I'm assuming everybody you went through basic training with, you just towered over. Man, you got to realize when people join military, starting off, they coming out of high school. I was probably like a buck, fifty, sixty pushing it. Yeah. So yeah, I I I had a growth spurt after after uh after basic training and all that. Basic training, I was just the average old black dude trying to escape the inner city just like anybody else. So basically, go ahead. Because we'd always be like, what was Jackson like in boot camp? Like, he must have been just, the, the T.I.s must have been looking up to him and shit. <laughs> like, sir, could you please do some push-ups? Oh, no, you know, so this is the thing. So in, in basic training, I was like, I was just quiet. I was blending in. They didn't bother me or anything like that. And I think uh, one particular day, I think uh, the, the MTI, he caught wind of that. So what he did was he set me up. He took my canteen and my, my, my little, that little green belt, the canteen and belt, and he hid it. So when we were falling out, I'm scrambling because I don't want to get in trouble. So I take somebody else's canteen and belt. So this is how I knew he did it. Because when another kid said he couldn't find this, he came straight to me. Like, how did you know I had it if you didn't take mine from the get-go? Yeah. Yo, Grayer's got the funniest boot camp story I've heard so far. I've done I've done 35 of these episodes. Right. Grayer told me a story when he was in basic that he lost his gun. Remember that blue gun they gave you? Yeah, 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 yeah. So he goes up. So the T.I. goes up to him and, you know, screaming at him where his gun is. And he goes, sir, I was trained in hand-to-hand combat. (laughs) (laughs) I got one better than that. All right. Basic training. So, you know, when you're in basic training, you got, like, your homies, right? People you sleep next to, people you kick it with and all that. Yeah. I had a homeboy named, and I'll use his name. He don't care. Uh, Wendell DeBreeze Wendell or Wendell DeBreeze, that was his name. And he was from New York. He was like the most, the biggest New York cat you ever see in your life. Like everything about him screams New York. So he had, uh, he had like this little chain around his neck with like a little diamond or something from his girl had gave him right before he left. So, you know, that first day they scrub all your, your luggage and stuff, makes you take all your personal belongings out and put it up. For some reason, I had some condoms with me. So <laughs> I don't know why I had condoms in my bag, but I had condoms in my bag. So while we're sitting there taking everything out, dumping it all out, and all these condoms fall. I mean, I had like an excessive amount of condoms. I ain't had like a I ain't had like three pack and then like I had like the 20 pack. And at this time, you know, I wasn't a Magnum guy at the time, so I had some lifestyles. So I had gang of lifestyles. So when they come around, they, they ask me, like, why are you in basic training with condoms? Like, what are you doing with these condoms? Who you plan on getting with in boot camp? 
So they're going off on me. So Window, he's over there. Debris over there, uh, dying laughing. So he got all the attention next. So then they go straight to him and they chewing him up in the corner. So for some reason, while they were shaking him and you know doing whatever they're doing, so I ain't gonna say they put hands on him, but his chain came out, and that's when they ate him up. He got the nickname of Sweetums. <laughs> so they were screaming, "It's like what is this Sweetums? What the hell is this?" They're, they're going off from calling him. He had a Tiffany diamond on. Yeah, that was that was that was a funny day there. Me and my condoms, and then my boy Debreeze being named Sweetums for the rest of the uh, the boot camp. <laughs> So, uh, okay, so did you go through survival or did you go through life support? Uh, I went through life support. Okay. Yeah. okay. I was originally I was originally security forces. Oh, I see that. Yeah, so no, so the first day, you know, the day to give your orders. So I went to pick my orders up. They said I was security forces. And I was just like, dog, I didn't sign up for this. And it was like, well, we don't got no more jobs, Mr. Jackson. I was like, well, when will you have more jobs? He was like, probably next week. I was like, I'll be back next week. I didn't come in the military and to be a cop. I mean, I could yeah. have been a cop in the outside world. Yeah, true, true. I feel like that's how they get everybody doing that job. I mean, it ain't like I killed the ASVAB score either, though. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Choosers, right? <laughs> so, yeah, so where'd you get stationed first at? Uh, first station was Barksdale Air Force Base. Damn. Yeah. It wasn't that bad, though. It's, you know, a lot of jerry curls, gold teeth. Uh <laughs> It was a culture shock for me coming from the from the north, going down south. Master P was out, I think, at that time. I didn't even know what a Master P was, but he had like the number one album in the, in the country. Yo, you know what's funny is like when you like when if you look back and like Google just old school pictures of military and stuff, even when the people that you're stationed with, like they get stuck in that decade. Like I was stationed with a dude in Korea, black dude, and he was older. He was like, you know, probably like 10 years older than me. Uh -huh. and, he, and he still had the high faith. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like, you know, like that's where he came from. Like, that's that's the era he came in. And some dudes just don't change. No, they don't. They don't. We, we, well, I, th I, I say I say we change, but we change at our own pace. I think it depends on your environment you end up in. Yeah, well, like it's like uh, you know, like the like the same music, or like you'll see him outside and they're wearing like weird clothes. You know, oh like, yeah, yeah. I, I remember being. I think I went to. Uh, I think I went to Okinawa, which y'all deployed one time, and it was a guy over there in the club. He had like a jersey on, and he had like some his patent leather low quarters on, <laughs> yeah, and, and, a do, and a do rag, and he had a brush in his hand, and I understand it because he was walking around in the club like that. I was like, dude, you can't do that in the states. Like, what era are you in? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yo, so I got to get this out of the way, but we got to talk about Chris Robinson. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. So I told, uh, where was it? I interviewed uh, Williams a couple weeks ago. Uh-huh. And we were talking about that time that um, you moved on him, yo, and, like, you gripped him up. Dude, <laughs> I, I've never seen a human being move that fast. We thought Chris was going to die. <laughs> That, that you know what that was that's either Williams who set that up or it had to be Dre. It was yeah. one of them two fools who who, who did them like that. Yeah. And um, what I remember from that story, I think uh, I had some Burger King, some chicken biscuits, some some sausage biscuits, or something like that. And uh, I had just stepped out. I think I went to the front desk, or 
I don't know. I went somewhere, maybe bathroom or something. I came back in, and what was told to me was Chris came in was like, "Oh, we got some some sausage biscuits," and either Dre or Williams told him like, "Yeah, yeah, man, you good, man? Go ahead and check that out. That's you." So he was like digging in the bag. <laughs> at the same time, I came through the door through the little cipher lock door, and he looks up at me, he's smiling. He got his hand in the bag with the fingers around the biscuit, pulling it up out the bag. <laughs> So I was like, you know, what is going on here? Like, like I'm because I'm thinking to myself, like, they had to tell you this is my biscuit. <laughs> like, it's one bag over there. It's not, you know, it's it's one biscuit in it. Like, you, you had somebody had to tell you, like, nah, Chris, that's you know, that's Master Jackson biscuit or whatever it was. But he didn't care. He was still going for it. Cause I was like, yo, put my biscuit down. And he was like, still going for it, like, yo, I'm about to eat this biscuit. So I just had to, you know, I had to. Give him some act right that time. So I just slid over there real quick and uh, picked him up. Uh, took his hand off my biscuit and I had to, you know, put him in the right position. <laughs> you still there, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, like, we had in a whole episode of Chris. Uh, and- they we finally got when you're going to well we finally got to uh i finally got in contact with where's he where's he at he won't tell me dude (laughs) there's so many chris stories man uh did you guys discuss the chris story when we permed his hair ralph brought no ralph talked about when he did permish like but he didn't say like the, the actual act of doing it. All right, so I permed it. I'm the one who did it. So it went. This guy went down. You know, Chris had the worst hair, the greater hair, and he just didn't care. He never had a haircut or anything. And I think one day him and Dre had a discussion, and I don't know if it was a bet or whatever, but Chris was like, "Yo, I'll put a perm on my hair," and Dre was like, "Shut up." He's like, "No, for real, I don't care." Dre immediately, I think he left work right then and there, but he immediately went to the shop at or the BX and got the, it got the strongest, the strongest relaxer you possibly could get. So, you know, just around the time, what's that stuff we was drinking on? Juice? Remember juice? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so we used to have juice parties. Like, literally, like, we would drive around all the 7-Elevens and find out what the new flavor of juice was, and we buy all those juices. So we having, like, a juice party. At the same time, we having a, a perm Chris hair party. So we get there, and it's everybody from the shop, we're in there. And Dre girl mixes up the relaxer because we don't know what we're doing. So I instantly, I, I feel like uh, Malcolm X when it was perming Malcolm X, his hair when he was red. So I'm like putting it all through his hair. And then, you know, he's he's digging on this, right? So I'm like, I'm trying to put it on his eyebrows. Dre girl come over to the top and say, no, no, don't do that. Don't do that. So we, we perm him out and um, we rinse it out and his hair is all slicked back and everything. That was cool. Have a good night. Uh, people got drunk. Whatever. The next day it rains. And I don't know why he doesn't have a hat on, but he came in the shop, you know, and and, and you don't always see women who get relaxed. They never get their hair wet. So this fool didn't walk from the garage to his to the shop in the rain without, without a hat on. So when he came in, he looked like a goddamn treasure troll. <laughs> like, what are you doing, man? And he just didn't care. Like, his hair was, like, all over the place. I was like, man, Chris is just a, he was a unique individual 
who just didn't care. I could probably give you about five different stories on Chris. Chris was like, dude, I remember uh, he came into work one day and he was just wearing like a regular shirt under his BD ABU. I remember that day. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, it wasn't even like a shirt that like kind of looked brown. Just it was like a it was like a it was just like a regular shirt you buy at PacSun. We're like, yo, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> oh man. Hey, did you did did they did did you interview Dre yet? No, not yet, not yet. Oh man, he's gonna have to fill you in on a story the time where uh Chris got in trouble and he left uh he was in Dre's house naked. That's they didn't tell you about this story? No, no, I've heard this story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um I think uh yeah, we did talk about that story when he when he took the bacon or something. <laughs> yes, man. <laughs> uh yo, who is um who were you all with? Who was part of your crew? It was it was uh Parker, um Warren. Uh, oh yeah, Parker Warren, uh Smalls, Sergeant Smalls. Yo, I saw Sergeant Smalls uh inspected a helmet with a cigarette in her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> oh, man. You know, I still see, I still run into her. She be coming because I'm down here at Tyndall. So she comes down here sometimes, TDY. So, matter of fact, she's going to be here in the next couple of weeks. That's how she was at work sometimes. You see her. <laughs> <laughs> she was at there with a cigarette. <laughs> like, like she's about to work on a carburetor or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It was the good old days. I have. Dude, I'd have Parker on here, but he'd be yelling the whole time. <laughs> oh man, I'm trying to think of a real funny one. Uh were you were you there during the, the days of Kerwin? I don't know. The Filipino guy? Yes, yes, yes. Oh man. Did you hear the story about him him and his wife and the uh and the baby not being his? Nah. All right. So do Kerwin. And um this back when the, when the when the shop was real crazy, they'll talk about your mama and wouldn't even care. <laughs> Around this time frame, uh, Kerwin and McClary, they used to get into it all the time. And McClary, at the time, I think he had like, you know, some kind of medical condition and all that. So him and Kerwin was going at it and Kerwin was talking about, you know, how he can't deploy because he'd die because he couldn't get <laughs> help, no medical help or something like that. So, <laughs> They started talking about Kerwin and his, and his and his baby mama. So Kerwin was like in love with his wife, this and that, and she was pregnant and she was out of state. So Kerwin used to treat he used to treat his wife like trash, like like really bad. He used to treat her bad. So uh, this particular time, uh, he's about to get ready to take leave so he could go to Oklahoma for his wife to have a baby. And we was making jokes around the shop. This around the time, I think that show Nip Tuck came out. And on a on an episode of Nip Tuck, when the baby came out, the baby was black, but both the parents was white. So we was making jokes about that. Like, you know, what if the baby not yours? Turns out, the day before he went on leave, his wife called him and said, hey, I had the baby already. I had the baby, like, last week. And we was like, wow. Like, why would she tell you that? And then she went on to tell him that the baby wasn't his. Now, here's the... She told him the baby wasn't his, but I'm like... The dude she had the baby baby by looks exactly like Kerwin. Like she could have literally like just took that to the deathbed with her and just be like, yo, this is your kid. Cause it was another Filipino guy that looked just like Kerwin. <laughs> oh man, that dude was so hurt. He was taught he was he wanted to work it out with his wife. He told her to get rid of the baby and they could work it out. I was like, man, you done lost your mind, man. Oh, yeah, that's Kerwin. Good old Kerwin. 
That's crazy. I, I've told this story a couple of times, and I don't know if I've ever actually told you, but I had something like that happen to me in tech school. What? I dated a girl. She uh, cheated me, cheated on me with uh, one of the um, instructors. Yeah. So we get to our first bases, and she calls me, and she goes, um, I'm pregnant. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Because <laughs> it was like a week after we all graduated. And uh, so months go by. She don't talk to me. And then she calls me up like after she had it. She's like, hey, I just had the baby. I'm going to get you for child support, all this you know, blah, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, hold up, hold up. Let's get this test real quick. <laughs> so when you have to take a paternity test, they take a mugshot of you. And they take, <laughs> they take a mugshot of the mother and the baby. You Did you ever see me, myself, and Irene? Yeah, yeah. When the kids come out black? <laughs> was the, the, kid? Kid was, the, kid, the kid was black. Was she still trying to say the baby was yours? Yeah. <laughs> so so what was the end result to all I saw I saw a mugshot of her and the baby. Baby has an afro. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if the baby was a Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah. how how crazy you gotta be to do like see this kid and still try to get me. Hey man, it happens, man. Like sometimes it's, it's the guy, the guy that got the kid by they don't like and and maybe not a good you know representation of what a father would be and then the guy they they like and want the child to be the father you know be the kid of the father that that's who they pick. Yeah, man. Yo, so other than Chris, do you did you ever find, did you ever come across like a troop that you just look at and you go, how the hell did you join the military? Uh Oh yeah, we we had one back in my 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 era when I was a a senior airman staff sergeant. Um, we had a guy named Elliot. I was at Barks. We was at Barksdale Air Force Base. It was me, my boy Corey, who's still my great friend. Matter of fact, he just was visiting the other day. He uh, very very successful guy, and uh, a dude named Elliot and his homeboy was Avila. Avila ended up being on one of them court shows, but that's another story for another day. But Elliot was this guy who um, I think he had halitosis. <laughs> Elliot, his breath was real, real bad. He knew it because he would like he would like take garlic supplements. He was always keeping gum and chewing all the time. But Elliot, uh, outside of him having halitosis, he would fall asleep during inspections. Like you know how you doing like a, a, a evaluation or whatever. You know, just trying to get signed off or something. He'll fall asleep while he's reading the TL. And we never knew what was wrong with this dude. So. Elliot and Avila were roommates. And Elliot wanted to buy this 1966 car or something like that. So he went to the to the bank and got like a personal loan and bought this car. But he had an additional like two or three thousand dollars he's supposed to buy to you know use that money to fix the car up with. Somehow Avila talked this man into buying a stereo system and TV for the dorm room. <laughs> the car sat there the entire like at least three years, just sat in the uh the parking lot of the child hall. We just didn't know what was wrong with this dude. This dude just did dumb stuff. Oh, man. It, it was a lot, man. When I was a staff sergeant, we used to call it bad lots. We used to get bad lots of airmen that we just didn't know what was going on with them, what they were going through. But it was just, you know, by me being a staff sergeant and me being so, so you know, so young as well, I just I just thought it was funny. Looking back at it now, man, it was sad. And, and man, I could have possibly did more 
to help those guys out or, you know, be a bigger mentor or something like that. Uh, looking back at that, that's, that's one thing I wish I would have done. Like we had, um, I had uh, Abernathy on. <laughs> I remember. We were talking about how the one of his PT tests, this dude comes to PT eating a hot dog like, <laughs> on your test. <laughs> like, nah, you ain't, you ain't making this run. Bro. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, uh, you know how uh, in life support you used to wear flight suits? Yeah. Man. And we used to have a, uh, I'm trying to think, dude. Yeah, y'all had a bread truck, right? The little blue truck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So one day, me and, and the fellas are back on my genre, of course, back at Barksdale. Uh, we on the back of the of the, of the bread, bread van, and the dude, Avila, is wearing his flight suit. We're going out to the flight line. I don't know why he has his flight suit on. But you know this idiot didn't pull his foreskin or his nutsack out? And spread it out on his thigh and told this chick to look at it, talking about looking at this bubblegum. <laughs> <laughs> I can't <laughs> up, dog. Who <laughs> needs to say he got kicked out for that? <laughs> <laughs> he pulled his sack out and spread it on uh on his flight suit and said, Hey, such and such, look at this gum. <laughs> oh, couldn't believe it, man. Yo, now yo, I like it was like, you know, 10 minutes ago you mentioned Dre. Man, uh, I'm gonna have, I gotta have Dre on. I helped Dre move one time. He was uh, like, he's like, I, he's like, I caught you, dog. He's like, I'm gonna pay you forty bucks. Man, I still never <laughs> see that forty dollars, yo. You know, Dre right down the road from me too. Is he? <laughs> yeah, but uh, he's at Herbert Field. Matter of fact, he had came by and kicked it with me uh prior to COVID and all that happened and all that. But yeah, yeah, he he, he got some stories, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, I got. I'll, I'll hit him up. Yeah, Dre overrated. I used to Dre. They used to they used to broadcast Dre like he was the superstar in the shop. And I thought that dude in the back room sweeping dirt back and forth from each side of the wall. I was like, dude, you ain't busy. <laughs> you the man. You back here sweeping dirt from one side to the other, man. He's like, yo, son, about what I'm doing. <laughs> that was my guy though, Dre. Him and Jamie, man, they used to have me laughing all the time. All, all I remember Dre ever saying was, Chris, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> hey, um... <laughs> so, so part of that story of uh, of the bacon in the refrigerator and all that with Chris is, Dre and them had to go to Chris' dorm room because he didn't show up from work. And they said when they walked in, <laughs> the door was wide open and Chris was laying in bed butt naked. And they was like, yo, Chris, what the fuck? And it's like, yo, my alarm clock didn't go off. I don't got I don't know my cell phone at or anything. They said this man was looking up, looking in his bed, and he had an entire Johnsonville sausage link laying in his bed. <laughs> Later that day, we had Dre's house playing Techbo Bowl, and we we just hear a phone vibrating like and we're like, what the hell is going on? We go to the refrigerator. Chris's cell phone is in the refrigerator. I guess when he grabbed the bacon, he left his cell phone in the refrigerator, man. <laughs> oh, man. I think that's by far the funniest Chris story. That whole, uh, yeah. I hope, I hope they did a good job explaining that whole story. Because, man, because uh, Greer had it on tape. Man. He, Chris is like Forrest Gump. Chris just... He was a nice guy, but he just didn't care, man. Um, I remember he bought a house and he had like six roommates. And I remember, 
dude, we talk. I remember I was talking about that house. It didn't have a front door. Yeah, it didn't have a door. <laughs> like your security's compromised, Chris. You know that, right? You know he was like a um. I think at one point he was trying to be like a. I ain't gonna say a pimp, but he was trying to be like a, a, a like I have a call girl service or something like that. Yeah, I have I have the business card, Aphrodite's Angels. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he had a phone number and everything to it. So you know he had brought two of his lady friends to uh, that Christmas party that year. Yup, we yup. Y'all talked about that. Yup. Y'all talked about when she peed in his car. No. <laughs> <laughs> so. We first of all, we were shocked that he had he brought these two girls to this party, and they were they were very attractive young ladies, and it was like all the other guys in the eighth was like hitting on them, and I'm like, yo, this Chris's ladies, man, leave them, leave them be. I didn't know that they worked for him or whatever. So apparently, the 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 girl got so drunk on the way home, he was taking her home. She peed in Chris's car because she he wouldn't pull over to let her out and pee. And you know, Chris has cloth seats in his car. His car smelled like pee forever. I don't think he ever got that clean. Like she yeah. on herself in the car. Chris just, yeah, he was a good guy. Just didn't care. I remember one of the. I remember one of the windows was made out of a trash bag. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Chris, Chris. <laughs> he, he, yeah, yeah, he was definitely one of those guys that kept things live in in. In, in life, period, man. Yeah. Every day was a good story with him. Because yeah. he used to piss Tennyson off. Tennyson used to get so mad at Chris. Look, man, we can't get into Tennyson on this one, all right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, Tennyson's a good guy, man. He's funny. Trying to keep this show positive. Oh, got you, got you, got you. No, so how just... long you been doing this for, man? Uh, I started it, um, I want to say September, uh-huh. last September. Okay. Um, yeah, man, you know, it's crazy because like now, like I'm getting people like emailing me and asking to be on the show. Uh, I figured you just picking and choosing who you want to have on there. Nah, dude, I, I've, I've interviewed people I've never met before ever. Uh, well, that's good stuff then. That means you got a really good following. Yeah, I mean, I, I do. I've, I've interviewed. Uh, I interviewed a dude that won a silver star. Oh, like the dude was like legit, you know, a legend. Oh, that, that ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think a lot to get that too, though. So. Yeah, yo, I haven't dropped his episode, but I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. Like, goddamn. What else? What else you want to know, man? What did you want to ask me? So. uh... So overall, I mean, you know, how do you feel like, I mean, right now you're an officer. So how do you feel like, you know, your career has been going so far? I mean, you feel, I mean, I feel like you've been killing it. Um, I, I would say that I'm, I'm, I'm you know, it's, you know, you, you tend not to try to brag about yourself or, or, you know, you always want to be humble or something like that. But looking back to where, you know, Airman Basic 1997 to where I'm at now, man, I've, I've made great strides just, you know, professionally, career-wise, and even as a, a person, man. And I'm, I'm happy that I, I can look back and see that journey that I made because it makes me appreciate where I'm at more now. Because uh, yeah. sometimes, man, I, I, I couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. So I, I would definitely say that. Uh, it's different being an officer, though. You know, uh, 
the shenanigans and all that stuff I used to do back in the day, oh, I can't do that no more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I just got to reflect on those times back in the day and just leave them where they're at. Because uh, it's, it's a different ball game. Uh, you're always in the limelight and people are always looking at you, regardless if you, uh, you, you, you think you're under the microscope or not. Damn. You know what? Now I'm just remembering when you, you mentioned that Christmas party. I got to find a picture of Dre at that Christmas party. He was wearing this red ass suit. Uh, like, right through it. I might have one. <laughs> I was just clowning on it. <laughs> it was so damn red. <laughs> yeah. You know, Dre, Dre used to wear, wear um, black shiny shirts. I feel like he had like five of them, five or six of them just sitting in the closet. And it was so <laughs> funny because when he came to go see me, uh, you know, over a year ago, he came to came to see me here he had a black shiny shirt on again but he was like brand new out the pack <laughs> the brand new folds was in it and everything so I, I, I gave him hell for that <laughs> oh man so uh yeah man like uh so as we wrap this up we do this every episode um i got a round of bonus questions you ready got you all right first that one doesn't get me in trouble though right no nah, no nah, you're good you're good you're good okay. so uh you're on a desert island you could bring one movie what is it? Oh, Desert Island one movie. Am I by myself? Yep. Uh, I'm gonna watch Godfather. Godfather. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna rock it out. All right. One's got to go. Rock, country, hip hop. Country. Yep. I, I, dude, I, I just started this. Everybody's saying country. Yeah, I mean, country, not all country, country is like, you know, one of those foundational genres and all that. But if I had to pick between those three, I could do without it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. If you had a superpower, would you be a hero or a villain? Man. It's what, 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 uh, if you live long enough, you can always become a villain anyway. <laughs> that type of thing. Yeah. <laughs> what movie is that from? I don't know. I was trying to think of where I took the quote from, but if you, uh, you know, I think it was in a song, but if you live long enough, you always become a villain, I think, because I think you, you, whatever power you have, you're probably going to abuse it somehow. Yeah. All right. Uh, next one. What's the last four of your social security number? Oh, uh, 1166. <laughs> That's what I've become. Anytime I get those scam people to tell me about my social security <laughs> card, my social security getting locked and I need to press one to speak to somebody. I always give them some bogus line. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get somebody some of these days. <laughs> hey, man. It don't work. It don't matter unless you got the other part to it, though. I know. I know. <laughs> 1166, man. They tell me that I I, I, get, I I did a crime in, like, Oklahoma or something. I'm like, man, I've been to Oklahoma, man. Sure, whatever. Yeah. All right. Uh, you think You think aliens exist? Man, you know, I don't know. You know, I, I would like to, I don't even know if you could call them aliens. Is there life outside of us? Possibly. I, I don't got proof that that is not. Yeah. All right. That would be my answer on that. All right. Who's the best? Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle, Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. Okay. Eddie Murphy, because he is rock star status. Yeah. All right. Uh, what's your uh, mother's maiden name? Her maiden name? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna give you her last name anyway. You know the first. Name. Yeah. Uh, 
All right, man. Last one. This one's this one's a real question. All right. What advice would you give somebody that wants to join the military? Uh, advice for someone who wants to join the military. Uh, I would say join with a purpose. Um, you know, everybody wants to serve their nation and everybody doesn't get that chance to serve it. But also coming in, know that, you know, have have a have a purpose, have a, a plan of what else you want to do while you're in the military. And then once you kind of figure that out, I would say seek out mentors, seek out mentors, because those mentors are going to help uh, guide you towards that goal you want to get to, as well as help you be successful in the military. Uh, I was fortunate enough, my first duty station that I had, you know, we had some knuckleheads, but I had some really good positive role models around me to kind of fuel, fuel me to get me to where I'm at today. So have a plan that's, you know, that could be parallel with the military and then seek out some mentors. Yeah. My mentor is Gary Cummings. <laughs> Y'all talked about him playing football, right? Yeah. <laughs> he was on a practice squad or something like that. Put me in, coach. <laughs> oh, man. Gary Cummings. Uh, I got some stories on that. We could talk offline one day. <laughs> uh, yeah, All right, so, man. Yo, man. Appreciate you being on the show, dude. Hey, I appreciate you hitting me up, man. And hopefully I did your show a little bit of justice and, and, and gave some laughs and not, didn't bore the people out or anything like that. Nah, nah, you're straight, dude. Yeah, because now now after all the questions you asked me, I'm thinking about the other funny stuff and basic training that happened to me, like me falling asleep and getting in trouble, all that type of stuff. But <laughs> yeah, I'll probably had that experience at some point. Yup. So, all right, man. All right, sir, I appreciate it. And uh, to all your listeners, man, keep listening to this guy. He's doing some good stuff. Appreciate it, man. Uh, I'm just lying. You gave me that twenty five. Like, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> hey, right, dude, and stay blessed. All right, man. All right.